0: Hello, you guys. Welcome back to this weird girl. I'm your host, Pris, and I do apologize that it's been a minute since I've been on here, and I do apologize for that. You know, the holidays, and honestly, just kind of being lazy, and uh, no excuse. Um, I wanted to do this podcast, and I've kind of neglected it, so... Um, I wanted to go ahead and come on here and do a story really quick. But um, if you guys notice, we got some new artwork, which is awesome. So my friend Rita actually did the artwork, so credit and all the credit goes to Rita, because she's an awesome artist, sketcher, um, just an awesome person in general. So that is me, that is an original drawing. And it's actually currently raining here in SoCal so currently walking outside and there's this really cool like I wish you guys can see it where I am currently at and it looks like I don't know the hills are just really 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 gorgeous with greenery and it really reminds me of Ireland not that I've ever been to Ireland but You know the pictures that I've seen it's just like all green and these hills are just gorgeous so um anywho on to the story of what I'm going to be reading it's from um it is from Reddit of course and again this whole um podcast was made solely for um you guys to send me stories, and I can read them personally, but this one is going to be from the subreddit of No Sleep, and it is from the username board Girl, BoardGirl7798, and this story is called I Lived in the Devil's House. This is a part one, so I'll probably come back on here and read the part two whenever they upload it, but um, let's get started. My father and my sister have been estranged for nearly 16 years. Having been from his previous relationship, he had lost all contact. As her mother was a drunken addict, he tried his best to provide for them. But in order to afford their apartment, he had to go out of town to the oil fields to be able to take care of them. That was never enough for her or her stuck-up parents. One day, he when he got home from his shift, back aching and exhausted just holding on to the fact that his family was waiting for him at home... Returned only to discover that while he was away, his girlfriend had packed their bags and left. With no way of contact or finding them, he lost all hope of ever having a relationship with his only daughter. When my half-sister Adriana reached out, it was it was one of the best moments of my life. As an eight-year-old girl finding out that I had a sister that I never knew about, it was probably one of the best moments of mine. My mother was pregnant with her second child, my younger brother James. At the time, but she welcomed my sister into our home with open arms. Not being able to take the drunken household, not being able to take the drunken household she lived in any longer, Adriana packed her bags alongside with her best friend Christina and moved in with us. Our house was old and we had just recently moved in. Only a month prior to my sister moving in, it was a creepy dark place filled with mice and creaky vents, but it was home. Adriana and Christina shared a room on the main floor, while my parents and I had rooms on the second floor. My sister and I clicked instantly, and we will forever have an unbreakable bond. She became my hero, and I love her unlike anyone else in my life. Things were going on real well in our new home until we all began to feel this looming wrongness while inside. Things would be in places that we would never put them, shadows would dance on the staircase walls, while well, it all started out in small occurrences that we preferred to explain with ration and logic, what occurred over the next two years would be something I will never forget. Our basement was truly terrifying. And our, our basement was a truly, a truly terrifying place in our house, which none of us willingly ventured into unless necessary. When it was my sister's turn to do her laundry with my father, my father had to walk down with her down the stairs because she was too afraid to go down by herself. The basement door was in the kitchen with a small chain lock on the outside of it to close it we weren't quite sure why the previous owners felt like they needed to lock the basement with a lock someone could easily get undone since it since the back door was at the other end of the kitchen and none of the basement windows were open my mother taught at the school i attended at the time and we would often arrive home before the rest of our household i remember one day after a long day at work with my mother she was having a bath and i walked into the kitchen to make a snack The basement door had been left open and the sight of it had always unnerved me. So being the bold eight-year-old that I was, I walked up to it and I pushed the the door shut. The door violently pushed back by itself and backed open into my forehead. And I pushed all my weight against it and quickly quickly shutting it with the chain lock. The door rattled a few more times before the movement stopped as though it had never started. I ran to the bathroom in tears to tell my mother what had just happened, but she had she had never been a believer in this sort of thing and had never chalked it up to be the works of an overactive she chalked it up to be an overwords imagination of mine. I didn't bring it up again though, as not wanting to stress out, stress out my pregnant mother. The neighborhood girls were all around my age, and although they were always very cruel and taunting towards me, I enjoyed hanging out with them most days after school. One night I had gone to the next door girl's house named Valerie to watch the Titanic. We got about halfway through the movie before my mother walked up into their basement looking pale and shaken up. She told me that I needed to go home now and being quite worried about what had just happened I immediately got up and hurried home with her. It turned out that my father while being home alone was standing in his bedroom putting away laundry when suddenly and violently he had been thrown from wall to wall. He claims that to have even hit the ceiling at one point by an unseen entity in the room. The feeling of sheer terror, terror hearing this for- will never leave my mind. I was terrified as I spent the night tucked between my parents in their bed waiting for something sinister to walk out of the shadows and finish what it started. I began asking the girls who live by me if they ever heard anything like this or if they knew anything about the house or previous people that if they had stories of who lived here before us. I was surprised to find out that our neighborhood our neighborhood, had a quite interesting past. This whole block is haunted. Valerie wiggled her little eyebrows as she said this while continuing to change her doll's clothes. Yeah, haven't you heard about what happened here? Aniki gave me a shy smile while she drank her soda. I shook my head no and waited for them to offer more of an explanation. You know, you know how you go down, downtown, there's this huge hill that you have to drive up. The hill used to be way steeper and farther out. A hundred years ago, there was a landslide. It covered the entire area where our neighborhood stands now. The land here was was sacred ground. The whole place is an ancient burial ground. Built the whole block, built the whole block over top of it. Valerie started. Uh, Valerie stated matter-of-factly, stopping from direct, uh, stopping from directing her doll's outfit's choice to looking at me in the eyes i never told my parents what i had learned about our haunted house because then it would be then they would begin to worry more and i knew and i now knew the cause my sister would hear me singing up in my bedroom before realizing i wasn't home my cast would hiss at things that weren't there things that would happen down in the basement that to this day no one wants to tell me about my bedroom was painted bright green and looked as if though and made it looked as if it were made for a young girl to live in. My father had previously wanted to use it for a studio as he is an incredible musician, but I had to have it. I can't explain it, but as soon as I walked in I knew I needed that room. I wouldn't be satisfied until I had it. Eventually my parents gave in and let me keep it, but my room began to terrify me. I never wanted to be alone in there my father had to build me shelves above my bed to hold my large collections of Barbies and I would love to have them on display. One night, I stood stood in my room about to walk to the shelf when all of the dolls suddenly flew flew off of the shelf and at my head with all their plastic arms reached out. After that, I I was was incredibly reluctant to step foot in there. One of the final straws of my sister's staying with us was the fateful night at 3 a.m., well I don't have any recollection of this event. She told me this story many times and I know it by heart. She had gotten in quite late with Christina and there at the time and there at their time boyfriends when she saw me standing in the middle of my kitchen with my back turned to them. She called out to me, but when I turned around my eyes were rolled to the back of my head and I was like in a trance like state. I've never slept before that or after, so I really don't know why or how this happened. But she told me that she asked me what I I was doing in the kitchen this late, and I told her in a very low voice, Mom and Dad are gone, Adriana. What the fuck do you mean, Allison? Dad and your mom are upstairs sleeping. Go back to bed. The group shifted uh, uncomfortably at my statement. Mom and Dad left. Their car is gone. They aren't coming back. I began to sway even more. Allison, their car is right outside. Go upstairs and see for yourself. After our encounter, I turned and walked back upstairs. I have no idea if I had come back down as my sister and her friends left to their place after this. Scared out of their minds. They doubted what they had seen as though they had all been out of their mind a little bit after smoking some weed that night. But they all saw the same thing. And after that, everything that happened in that house, I know that I sure as hell believe her. It's terrifying to think that I don't have any control over my own body that night. And what else I may have done before she had found me, I can only hope that it, it hasn't happened more than once. Shortly after that night, Adriana and Christina moved back to Adriana's mom's house. We were all in the process of moving out of the house as well, and my father and sister went down to the basement to get some boxes. They had always been, there's always been a strange draft in, in that basement that they never knew where it came from no windows in the basement were open and since we were never going to step foot in that house again curiosity got to, got the best of them and they decided to investigate they followed the breeze and traced a source the coming from behind a wall that they should that should have led to nowhere my father got out his tool kit and ripped down the drywall and none of us could have ever expected what he found next there was a door that would have opened into nothing as the house's structure ended there, it was padlocked and bolted shut with dark, dripping words written all over it in red. It read, "Passway passageway to Hell." They ripped it down. They ripped down the drywall to discover the walls of the basement were covered in satanic symbols and scribbles. We don't know what they meant mean or who lived there before us, and we certainly didn't want to try and open that door. Some things are better left alone, and my father and sister understood that. Instead, they finished packing their boxes, and we left the house in a dust. I didn't, I didn't find out about what they saw down there until years later. I'm still riddled with so many questions of what secrets that house truly held. My sister moved back, and we lost contact for several years until I forgot that I had a sister having been so young at the time. We found each other years later, and we all thought that when we moved out, we had left all of those horrors behind. But as we would soon discover, that was not the case. It was only the beginning. Ooh. This sounds juicy. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I'm, ex- I'm pretty excited to see what the second part holds. Um, I love reading these stories because, uh, I mean, some, sometimes the Reddit stories can be true, and then sometimes, you know, they, they, they could just be like a good horror story. So, um, personally, I don't know. This sounds like, (laughs) this sounds just like a, I don't know. I I guess we're going to see what happens in the second part, but if you guys would like, you can go ahead and send me your stories and I would actually love to read them on the podcast. Um, you can, I will leave everything in the description where you guys can send the, the stories to. Um, you're more than welcome to DM me on my Twitter. And then also, I'm thinking about making an Instagram. I don't know yet. It's up in the air. Um, <clears throat> but you guys can send me stories to my email as well, which I'll go ahead and leave in the description again. But I do appreciate you guys listening to these stories. Again, most mostly all the stories are coming from Reddit No Sleep. And... Thanks again for listening. So, I hope you guys have a wonderful Wednesday. Week is almost done. And I can't believe we're almost, we're pretty much halfway through January. Crazy stuff. Happy New Year, guys. And thanks again for listening. Bye.